All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is the UK morning, but if it's evening or it's lunchtime for you, however you are, uh, I want to say, how are you? And my role is I'm a midlife men's coach. Well, if you're in midlife or if you're a woman, then this will still apply to you because we are all going to go through this journey that means that you'll be in a midlife period. So what does that really mean? Well, for a man, we tend to have what we call midlife crisis. That's what a lot of people term it as. And today I'm going to take you through some steps to try to enable you to pull yourself out of the messy middle or even to present yourself. But whoever you are, wherever you are, the steps I'm going to talk about today are all about making decisions and choices. And my topic is five minutes more. And the real call to you is, have you got, can you make, can you input five minutes more action, thought, commitment, whatever it might be, to try to make sure that the rest of your days that you've got left on this planet are the best you can be. Now, just as a bit of context of science here for the men who are watching and also the ladies that are connected to men, we have a bit of an issue in that there's a story about the two frogs. I'm sure everybody's heard this story before. And the frogs go into boiling water. But the frog that starts off in cold water and then as the water warms up doesn't really see what's happening. And this is what's happened with men as they transition from kind of about 35 to 50, their hormones will automatically decrease the testosterone level. But it's so gradual, you don't actually notice what's happening. So as you go through your days of getting older and older, you don't notice what's happening. And it's like that frog when the water's warming up, you don't appreciate what's happening until perhaps it's too late. So for men, as you transition through midlife, there's lots of steps you can take. And that's the kind of thing I can work with you on as we transition through midlife. The ladies in the room, your transition is like the frog that jumps in and it's boiling water and you get out quickly. I'm not suggesting it's any easier, but menopausal changes tend to happen a bit quicker than men. And therefore, there's a lot more focus on it. But today, it's all around making sure that you've got the best life you can have. And I want to share with you four numbers today, 53, 4732, 1966 and 37. The first number is 53. And that represents the age that I hit last Sunday. Maybe not particularly significant. But when you appreciate that I am now older than my mum, who passed just before her 53rd year, it gives me a real big sense of pride, melancholy, reflection. And when I think about where we are, I want to challenge you all to think about the second number I shared, which was 4732. What does 4732 mean to you? Well, according to the average lifespan of a human, you have 4,732 weeks on this planet. 4732. And one of the coaches that I really admire is a guy called Richmond. 
a lot of you will know him. And he has a poster on his wall. And every Monday morning, he'll put a little dot on his poster representing another week has gone. So here's mine. That is my life currently to date. You can see that I've already used up more than 2,000 weeks. And allegedly, on the averages, I only have 1966 weeks left. Where are you on this journey? If you're 25, 30, you're below the halfway point. But every week that goes past is a week that is lost. And Paolo Coelho says, it's not the days that count. It's making the days that count the best. So don't be counting the weeks off. Make the weeks count. And what I want to talk to you today about is how you absolutely nail in your goals. And you've got three ways to look at life. You can kind of meander along and just go up and down and up and down, or you can take the downward curve, which means that every day you're making choices that make you worse, or you can lean in to those choices that make you a better person day by day. And then when you aggregate that little five minutes more, which is honestly just 0.1% of a day, when you put that five minutes extra effort in to that, over the power of 365, the numbers are amazing. So here it is, the graphic representation 0.99, which is kind of 0.1% less over 365 or 0.001. Just that extra five minutes of growth every day. What is that gonna do to you? Well, here it is. Over a year, you are 37, 37 times better than when you started the year, just by applying that tiny margin of extra effort every day. Okay, great, Chris, all the science, all the knowledge, absolutely got that. But how do we apply that to a system? And as one of the coaches that I work with for midlife men, what I do is I'm kind of like a coach in your pocket. Every day, you're getting a little bit of extra sizzle from me, a bit of accountability, a bit of check-in. And we're going to ask you every day to do something. But you need to set your stall out yourself as to what it is you're trying to achieve. I'm just going to take you through my framework of how I'll work with an individual to get them to start and then how they apply that. And at the end of it, how we wrap it up as one accountability system. And here's mine. I mean, I'll share it with you. This is uh, this is in my journal. It's a laminated piece of paper. I've written it down and I have a very clear goal at the start, which is written down. And I'll do this every morning. Every morning I'll check in with my journal and I'll literally read out my goal. And it'll say, I'll do this by the end of this year. These are the four main outcomes I'm searching for, which means that, and I literally visualize that success happen. And when you repeat that subconscious feeling all the time to your brain and tell your brain physically, this is what I'm going to do, the subconscious brain begins to believe it to be true. Because it can only rationalize 
one thought at the time, a negative or a positive. So it's up to you. What are you filling your head with each morning or each night before you go to bed? Are you telling yourself a success story or are you telling yourself the self-critic story? So there's my visualization. And then on the other side, it says, why is this going to work? And then who's it for? And then what are the outcomes that I can have for that? So that's application. I just want to show you that I am a complete adopter of what I say I will do. So I'm just going to share some slides here with you and you can just see how this is going to work. Uh, just bear with me one second. So this is where we are. So the first step on this journey is to ask yourself, what do you really, really want? Really think, what is it that I actually want to achieve? And I want to think about a few people that have done something amazing in life. So this is Chanaman Square. And this guy walked up to a tank in the middle of the square against all the might of the Chinese army. And he decided to take action. What was in his internal soul? What was in his drive, his purpose? What made him decide that he was going to challenge the system in such a physical way? Have you got that strength of purpose, that strength of conviction and that passion to take your actions on to that level? Or what about this guy? I'm a great fan of endurance. We all talk about Roger Bannister of being that threshold moment of breaking the five minute mile. How long did this guy dream about breaking that sub two hour marathon mark? He had to run like under almost five minute mile pace consistently for 26.2 miles. Yes, he had pacemakers. Yes, he had amazing shoes on. But he was so committed to that goal. And look at his face there. Look at the vision. Look at the passion. He is the embodiment of somebody owning their journey. And look at the guys behind and the crowd. They're all pumping and cheering and absolutely behind him. But the thing about that picture is that he's in the middle of that journey, searching for his goal of crossing that line in under two hours. Have you got something pulling you through. So on the days that you know you don't want to, you'll get up and do it anyway. Because the difference between amazing and just standing still is doing the things that you don't want to do, but you just do it anyway. And that's where I'll get to the end of this in terms of wrapping it all up in a system of accountability that makes sure that you do the things that you know you should do, no matter what? And what about Greta Thunberg? She stood on that stage and she challenged world leaders with words that drilled into their purpose and said to them straight on, are you doing enough? Could you have made that impact under the age of 20? Could you make that impact now? 
What is it that drives her beliefs and her mindset to be as brave as she is to take that message across the world? Have you got the light under your fire that gives you that sense of I am the change maker? This is my wraparound system. You've probably seen this before. It's the wheel of life. And it's a great way of just assessing where you are now and what the problems are. So you just take a piece of paper. There is an online version of this as well that I'll share with my coaches and coachees. And you literally divide it up, eight sections of a pizza, and then you label up all the sections one by one. These are the often quadrant labels that you would have. And then you say to yourself, if I'm a 10, so I'm absolutely nailed in. I love my money. I love my finances. I'm making all the money I want to make in the world. Then you're right on the outer edge of the circle. If you're a one, maybe on fun, you haven't laughed. You've got nothing to do. You're not having any fun with your relationships, your significant others. Then you go right in the middle. Drop a number near the middle. And then you just connect up all the dots. And then you take a retrospective look at that wheel from afar and see where you've got a problem. And that's the first thing to fix. Because when you've got a bumpy wheel, when you try to go fast, when you try to go hard, when you try to go fast downhill, that bump in the wheel just keeps on hitting and stops you from that momentum that takes you forward. So if you're wondering what to focus on first, then the thing that is on this wheel that stands out for you is the place to put your attention. And don't do the thing that you think is easiest to do, because that's not the thing that's going to compel you to be better. Focus on the bit that is really important to you, and that's the bumpy wheel. So you've got your action. Maybe that's the first thing you do. Often, by the time I'm working with a client, they'll be working with all eight quadrants together. But we pick on the top three. What are the top three things that we need to focus on? And what are the alignment factors associated with those three things that we need to do every day religiously? And they're the top of our list every day. Our done by ones, our finished by five. What are the things that by the time you put your head on that pillow that night, you have struck through those three things that you said you will do no matter what? And then you've got to self yourself, ask yourself why. A good colleague of mine, Patrick Farnan, another legend coach, is talking about this just in a video this week. What is your why? Go and look up the Simon Sinek Golden Circle thing. Why do you want to do this? Why did Greta Thunberg have that passion to want to do what she does by way of the planet? Why did that person want to stand in front of the tank in Chinaman Square? Why is it important to you? Write it down. Commit your thoughts to paper, review them and really think, why do I want to do this purpose, this goal? And then ask yourself some very important things. How am I going to be this person? Make it smart, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time bound. And what's the pain of not having or doing this? By not doing this, what does that mean? Who am I letting down? What will I feel like in 12 months, 24 months when I'm still stuck in the same place? Tony Robbins has that quote that says the pain is all about 
making a choice because the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of changing itself. And then visualize the future. What would you feel like when you've reached this goal? Whether it be finances, fun, relationships, spirituality, business. How will you feel when it's done? What kind of adulation do you want to feel from other people when they say to you, hey, you're looking really healthy. What's going on? You're looking amazing. You're looking so free, so light of mind, so happy. What does that feel like when people tell you those things? That's step number two, your why. And then number three is why not? Most of us are trying to avoid a future that hasn't happened yet or we're the victims of past stories. And I bet you if I'm asking you now, there are things that you committed to on January the 1st this year. And you haven't followed through. Or there's the same story you said last year that you said this year I am going to fill in the blank and you didn't. Why didn't you? Why not? What stopped you? What got in the way? Who held you back? Who said you can't? You shouldn't. You, there's no way. Why not? Or what sacrifices are you not prepared to take in order to fulfill your purpose? Why not? Step number four. What's the plan? We've done through our what, we've gone through our why, we've gone through why not. And then we got to start thinking, what's the plan? What's the first thing that we can do if it's about, let's make it easy, losing weight. Today, I am going to find a club, a gym, a workout. I'm just going to find somewhere that might enable me to start my fitness journey. Maybe I would like to enroll or find a coach, but just take the first action, not 17, just the first tiny step that says to your brain, I'm in charge here. We're gonna start taking some action steps forward to enable us to climb the stairs of success. The tiny, tiny, tiny first action, which means that you've started. What do they say? It's really hard to shift a parked stalled car. But once it begins to roll, then it's a very, very hard thing to stop. But the effort and commitment it takes to move that parked car, move your health journey, take you forward to that success, get you out of date, have a better relationship. It's the first step that's the most compelling. And then stringing in step after step after step, which is where my whole accountability system comes together when I'm working as a coach in somebody's pocket. And then really get that embodied into your brain. And I have this lovely quote here that says your mind is a garden and your thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. So when you have that story in your head that says, I can't, I shouldn't, I, who do I think I am? Well, that's the, that's the seed that you put in there. But if you fill it with, I can, I will, I, I must, and see yourself as the version of yourself in your future that says that you've done it. Already thinking you're in the place of success. You're beginning to fool or tell your mind that this is actually real. This is full. 
So what's happening to you today? Have you got seeds of growth in your mind or have you got polluting weeds? Over to you. What's the story you're telling yourself? And then it's absolute commitment. Like I said before, doing the things that you know you should do and you do them anyway, no matter what. The choices that you take and you put your head on the pillow that night and you say to yourself, I, Chris, I, Dre, I, Fiona, whatever your name is, tonight I did my stuff. I live my purpose. I didn't let the people down that are counting on me. And I can go to sleep tonight knowing that I fulfilled my purpose on my actions. And then number seven, it's all around reward. The brain loves dopamine. It's why we enjoy so much like sugar or social media, because the brain likes to be told, good job, great job, well done. So what's your reward for your journey? And are you rewarding yourself with success? Because it's not all about pain. It's not all about suffering. You've got to feel good. And this is where we get to what's called the confidence competency loop. It starts off with dream phase. Everybody says, yeah, I'm going to do this. It's going to be amazing. And then you start the journey. You start seeing the little bits of success. And then you get to what's called the middle. And this is the bit between stopping and pushing through. And when you've got a compelling purpose and a compelling commitment and you know that no matter how hard this is, on the other side of hard is the promised land. On the other side of difficult is your destiny. And you just push through that messy middle because you know somewhere out there this is going to work. And on the other side of that is reward. Maybe it's an amazing night out at the top of the Shard in London or at the Sydney Opera House or overlooking the Grand Canyon with a barbecue. What is your reward that you can visualize and say, when I have done, I will receive. And then when you've locked in that reward, you finish that confidence competency loop, you learn from all the successes and then you go again. Just like a child when they were learning to walk. What we didn't do when they fell over, we didn't look down and say, yeah, you stupid little kid. Who do you think you are? You can't walk. No, you give them encouragement. You enable them. You tell them they can. You give them the hug and you tell them to go again. And the child learns from the failure of getting down. But absolutely, they will drive themselves to get back up again and try because they want to succeed and they know that they can. And then it's all about acceleration. You've learned the successes, you've learned the methodology, and then you just need to keep on going. And all the way through this, this is where working with a coach or peer group, you've got to share your accountability. Somebody's got to be checking in with you to say, hey, how's it going? Where are you? What's stopping you? How can we help you? And I love the phrase for me, which was always about, it's not how, but who, who can help me? Because when you work inwardly with how, you're only working in your own zone. When you ask who can help me, suddenly you're putting it out to the universe of all the people that are successful, all the people that are ahead of you, all the people that might be able to give you a tip, a success, a piece of motivation. And when you ask who can help me, you become a lot more resourceful.
So that's kind of where I am with your steps of success. And I just want to give you uh, an example of where I wrap all this together with my own personal accountability system, which is somewhere. Yeah, so you'll see this is a chart that I'll have each week. And on the left-hand side, I'll have written down all the things that matter for me, all the things that are really important my daily tasks that I know that when I do these particular tasks, it's all compounding together to hit my goals. And I'll rate myself each week. I'll, this is this week's chart in progress. And you see I've got ticks, I've got writing. And on the right-hand side, I've got a scoring system. And by Friday night, I'll literally sit down and I'll see how I'm doing. And the goal here is to see where you are missing out because you always do the things you like to do. And when you rate that system week by week, you can see where you're consistently not focusing your energy. So next week, that's where you've got to start. Because if you keep missing out on the things that you know are not working, then you're not going to be able to achieve that breakthrough. And the only way of really accountability, success to yourself, is to see where you've got success. And most importantly, where you're missing out. Success leaves clues. What's working for you? So it's July the 15th. We've got a second year ahead of us, second half year. Whatever's happened in the first six months of the year, if you're not where you need to be, you've got a second chance to reboot, refocus, review and go again. And if you want to work with a mindset coach like myself, particularly if you're a man going through midlife, there are some ways that you can join in on my Midlife Men's website, which is mid-life.men. You can join my Facebook group, but I'll tell you now, I don't take many people on board. I wanna work with people that are absolutely nailed in for success. Come with me on the journey, and if you've enjoyed just a section of what I've done today, there is much more sizzle behind the screen.